It's countdown to Christmas. <laughs> so here we go. Yep, here we go. It is. We are here. It is October uh, 25th. Last night on October 24th was the official start of countdown to Christmas. Yes, and we're still in October. Yeah, it's it's a little strange. I got I got to admit, you know, we have all of our Halloween decorations are still up. Pumpkins everywhere. We're a big pumpkin family here, uh, so there are pumpkins everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. And it's a little strange uh, seeing the the Christmas the Christmas vibes out. But but I will say that this movie did get me into the Christmas spirit in October before Halloween. Mm-hmm. I was ready to rip all those Halloween decorations <laughs> down. And just start decorating today, but <laughs> thanks, thanks for not doing that. That, did, that didn't that. happen. But yeah, why don't you uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us the plot of Jingle Bell Bride, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Yes, this is the first film kicking off Countdown to Christmas, so we were very excited. Well, you said I mean you said the first film, so. You know, Hallmark has a reputation for starting off slow on their big events. You know, they have the weaker movies up front, and then about mid to end way through, they nice have a nice little finish. Because of that, I was a little, I was a little hesitant. I was hesitant because it was still Halloween. I'm sorry, it wasn't even Halloween, and I was hesitant because I was nervous. I was nervous about the early films. It always makes me a little nervous when I don't know the actors Mm -hmm. going in which doesn't really mean anything I mean they could be my new favorite actor we're just so used to the the veterans and the ones that are in them every year I love seeing new faces and we've talked about the veterans before and really it's a weird thing because it's almost like coming home to family you know we've seen these people in so many movies that now she's like, oh, that's my buddy right there. All right, you know. So when you're right, when you do have some fresh faces, we're like, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> you're, it's like someone bringing a friend to a party, and it's like, who is this friend? Are we gonna mesh? You know, um, but you know, we won't. We'll get into the actors and everything. But you're absolutely right. There is a little bit of a, a hesitancy whenever there's some fresh faces in Hallmark. Mm-hmm. But we do enjoy it. I no, mean, we can't. We can't be seeing CCB and everything. No. So we'll get back to the plot. I'm back sorry, there's the, a little, little tirade there. Back, let's get back to the plot. Okay, so Jingle Bell Bride. Jess is a wedding planner, and she is up for a big promotion. But her bride wants these rare flowers for her wedding. And her wedding is only two weeks away. <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> she has to fly... Jess has to fly to Alaska to find these rare flowers, and she ends up meeting Matt. He works on the farm where they grow the Jingle Bell flower, but she ends up getting stuck there longer than expected. She attends the Jingle Bell Festival and spends all of her time with Matt and his family. While falling in love with the town and Matt, she realizes what's most important, family and love. That was really good. That was really good. Thank you. Yeah, I think you summed it up beautifully. That's pretty much what it is. We've seen this story before. We've seen this story many times. There's a few twists in there. There are a few twists. But yeah, I think that does a great job of summing it up. I'm about to drop a bomb on you. I'm going to drop a bomb on you. And I just can't wait to see your reaction. I'm so scared. <laughs> I like this movie better than Sweet Autumn. Okay. I thought you'd be more shocked. I thought there'd be... It's all internal. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you chew on that for a minute, and then as this as this goes on, I'm gonna explain why I think this is a better movie than Sweet Autumn. Okay, I'm I'm chewing. All right, that was a great plot summary. I don't know where to start. I have so many notes on this film. Some good. I mean, most are good. There are a few bad ones in there. I'm not sure where you want to start. If you want to start, maybe the romance, or let's do the actors. Let's talk about the actors. Okay. What were your first first impressions? Well, the actors are uh, Ronnie Rowe Jr. Played, play, plays Matt. He plays Matt. And Julie Gonzalo, who plays... Jessica. Jessica. Jess. Jess. We'll start with Jess, because we were introduced to her first, obviously. 
I liked her. I liked her right off the bat. I thought she has, and throughout this movie you'll see, she has some great facial expressions. She really plays up this character. You can tell she's having a lot of fun with this character. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the script. They wrote this character to be kind of fun, kind of quirky. But her facial expressions throughout the film mm -hmm. sell her character so well. So I, I had my first impressions of her. All right, we have, we have someone here who can really carry this movie. I think she's going to be a next Hallmark star. Seeing Matt for the first time, I, again, I'm going to go on a limb here. I think he might be my new favorite Hallmark actor. Whoa! He was everything. He was everything. He had the look down. He had um, just his lines. He was the right, you know, kind of uh, flirty, kind of, um, I can't even, I can't even think right now. He just, he had it down. He had the look down. He's got you flustered. He's got me flustered. Matt has me flustered because he comes in and the first time they meet each other, I think is one of my favorite, favorite scenes in the film. It's just super cute and his delivery, and he's believable, and just all the things, Matt. All the things, Matt. Matt, next Hallmark actor, it's going to happen. Wow, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like Jessica, first impressions. I knew the actress from the movie Dodgeball. I think that's the only thing I've seen her in okay. before, which was ages, yeah. <laughs> ages ago, so I'm not going off of a lot, but... I just think she's super cute. I really liked her personality. You're right. She had great facial expressions. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe she's one of the first Hispanic lead actresses in a Hallmark film, um, which I think she mentioned as well. Yeah, Hallmark pushing their diversity more, which is awesome. Yes. And then Matt, I really liked Matt as well. I'm not, I don't know if I'm like, you know, fawning all over him as much as you, but I really loved his voice yeah yeah he had a, he had a great voice he yeah had a great it was voice. very unique voice I, I don't know that i was expecting that like voice to mm. come out of him but I, it was very pleasant i thought he was very funny he had he had really good delivery and i really liked his character because they gave him a lot of depth yeah like there was a lot of depth to him um and i guess we'll get into that later but yeah, both of the leads, that first scene where the they cookies. meet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with the, the, the airport oat, scene. Oatmeal cookies, yeah. Were they oatmeal? There were, oat, there were many oatmeal cookies. I thought they were many chocolate chips. Mm -mm. Which, well, that kind of ruins I was going to say, now that I'm saying, I'm like, wow, oatmeal? She was really hungry for oatmeal cookies? Like, ugh. <laughs> that is... That's disappointing. Yeah. I, I think that, that brings Jess down a little bit. And maybe Matt, because he, he's... Because like, I would have been judging her hardcore if I would have <laughs> realized those were oatmeal cookies. But that, that first meeting was super great. I mean, again, I think back to some of the ones we saw in Fall Harvest, the, uh, the first meeting in uh, Country at Heart where she sees him from like a two blocks away and then runs over very forced. This, as natural as can be, it was cute, it was fun. I mean, this this is how you do it. This is how I want my two characters to meet at all times, you know? <laughs> in an abandoned airport, <laughs> fighting over cookies. In the, middle, in the middle of Alaska. That's exactly how I want all of my characters to meet. Uh, but just it was just a great scene, and, and they sold it. Yeah, it was very funny. I wasn't... I don't really know what I was expecting from this film, but I wasn't expecting it to be so funny. Yeah, that's a, that's the second one they've done from Fall Harvest. They have some great writers now where I find myself genuinely laughing at these films. Mm -hmm. Like a nice little chuckle here and there, being like, oh, that's so clever, I love this. Yeah, this one was genuinely funny. Yeah. I was very impressed. Yeah. Um, what's the line... When they're fighting over the cookies, I, he says something that instantly made me like his character because she says something like, well, like he didn't contact her. And she's like, well, how was I supposed to know that you were my driver? And he's like, what? Like you couldn't find me in, <laughs> you know, in this sea of people? I forget the exact line, but that made me laugh out loud. It was really funny. Yeah, because he delivers it because Matt is the man. He just takes his lines. Every single line he says, just gold comes out of his We're mouth. just going to talk about this opening scene for <laughs> the, whole podcast. the whole podcast. That's what it's going to be. Because it was a great scene, though, honestly. It was a really good scene. It was. Going back to the airport, I mean, really, the airport really got us here. Because the first, well, let's talk about this. The first part of the movie, I think they spent way too much time in her office 
place, I guess it's New York, with her boss. It was New York. That actually made me really happy. And then I realized, oh, wait, this movie isn't taking place in New York. But I love <laughs> movies, Christmas movies, that take place in New York. Well, oh. any movies that take place in New York. I'm, I'm small town. I'm a small town Hallmark Well, guy. obviously, it's going to be a small town for Hallmark. But right. didn't that get you getting those like Christmas vibes, like yeah. seeing Christmas in New York, that opening scene? No? No, it, okay. it was... Because, it, again, it was just, it didn't look like New York. It seemed, I mean, deserted, I guess, because of COVID, you know, obviously. And it was just kind of sad. I felt like New York looked sad in the, in the beginning. <laughs> That's why I wanted to get out of New York as possible, okay. fast as possible. Because we have her boss talking to her, I don't care about you. We have her mean coworker talking to her, I don't care about you. And so they spent way too much time in New York. I will say that when she was at her sister's, that was really cute. You know, when she was talking to her, I guess it's her niece. And then when she gets in the car to go to the airport, there's this little moment where she says, airport please, to the driver. And it was really touching. And so I, I like that. But get her out of New York. I was not I was not a fan of the first part of this movie. Okay. And that's why when we get to Alaska in that airport, I'm like, all right, here we go. Let's do it. Let's get to it. But still, there <laughs> is something about Christmas in New York. A lot of some of my favorite films, romantic films, mm-hmm. take place in New York. We'll move on to Alaska, mm-hmm. which I was supposed to write it down and I didn't because I, I kept, did you, what the name of the town? Oh, I thought you would write it down. I, I was counting on you to write down the name. No, it's it was like, like Tasso. Tapisa. Tapisa? Tapesa? Tapisa? Tapisa? Something. Let's go with that. That sounds right. Tapisa, Alaska is where we they just won't. We won't say it a lot in this podcast in case we're wrong. But no, let's let's double down. It's Tapisa, Alaska, or a hundred percent certain. Don't even double check it. It's Tapisa, Alaska. Um, obviously not a real place. I hope not. You don't think so? We're gonna double down again. That is not a real place in Alaska. Well, we did talk about whether or not the Jingle Bell flower mm. was real or not, which yeah. I did not Google it because I want to believe that it is real. Okay. That, that's good. That's good. I guarantee you all the viewers last night were on Google right away being like, does this flower exist? Where can I get it? Because it was a beautiful flower. I kept thinking about it, but I didn't want to find out that it wasn't real. It was real. a fake flower. Like the flowers there were very fake. Really? Yeah. If you look at the... Maybe some of them, but they it, looked real like when she had made the bouquet. The way you, you tell a fake flower, and this is you know a little, a little technical, technical love for all of you guys. Um, look at the, the green leaves on it. On the underside of it, you can see sort of the the fabric of it. Um, that's a really easy way. That's to That's just what the jingle bell flower looks like. Is it's it? this special kind of sheen. <laughs> that it looks like plastic. It looks like, like a, green plastic. Yes, but it's real. Okay, all right. It is a beautiful flower, though. It's it, the magic of it that it can stay fresh. And it's plastic all casing. through Christmas season. Okay. You get the real hard facts on this podcast. About the Jingle Bell flower. It was a beautiful flower. It was a neat little plot thread that carried throughout the film. I, I think when I think one of the best shot scenes in this film was right in the beginning. When they are in the... The airport? Yeah, we're going, we're going back to the airport. No, when they're in the greenhouse and he, you know, he finally agrees to you know, give her the flowers and they have that little cookie scene again. It was super cute. Like... Remember, like, he's like, give me the cookies and we'll call it a deal. Mm-hmm. Really cute scene. But after that, when they're actually, just like a little montage, when they're cutting it, it was shot beautifully. It's a nice wide shot there. There's, like, light coming in from the greenhouse. Both of them are, like, leaning over the flowers, trim, trim, trim. I wanted that shot to hold a little bit longer because then they cut to another montage scene and just threw it off. But that was absolutely beautiful. Um, and when I saw that, I'm like, all right, we've got some, got some RDDPs here. I'm excited to see. I didn't notice that. Oh, man. I liked the scene, but I, <laughs> that's all I knew. You didn't, you didn't notice that beautifully lit, the sunlight streaming in through the glass of the greenhouse? and I guess, I don't Okay. It was pleasant to watch, but I guess I wasn't noticing all, right. all of that. So back to the airport. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I am serious because we have to get to one of the greatest side characters mm. that a Hallmark movie has ever seen yeah I, I will say when we, when we did see this actor come on screen i was like i think we were both giddy we both said it we were like oh my god i like shrieked i was like <laughs> it's him <laughs> and that person is maddie 
Finocchio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did have to Google him because I didn't know his real name. We know him as the guy, the boss in our favorite of all time Hallmark film, Window Wonderland. Window Wonderland, yep. And he was hilarious in that. Yes. And he pretty much stole the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he was really good in that. And he's been in a few others too. Yes. And every time he's just been a delight. Like, honestly, he's one of, he really is one of our favorite side characters in these films. Yes. Yeah, so we were very excited to see him in this as well. So I was like, way to start off the countdown of Christmas, guys. I know. Bringing in a vet. Bringing in a side character vet. And I think Stephanie and I both are kind of petitioning to have him as a main lead because I think he'd be great at it. Oh, yeah. He's a total stud. Mm-hmm. He's very funny. My favorite type of lead is a funny, charming guy, much like yourself. Thank you. Thank you. And I think he would be a great lead. So, so Hallmark, might. if so you're listening, <laughs> get this man and put him as a lead right away because I think he'd be great. Yes. I did like that they gave him... A little bit of a romance in this movie. We'll get to that. Seems like it seems like everyone's hooking up in this movie. Yeah, romance all over the mm-hmm. place. So we're back at the airport. We see <laughs> we see our favorite character. His name is Jack. I love that they call him Captain Jack too. Mm-hmm. Let's move away from the airport, if we can, if we yeah. can, and let's talk about the, the town itself because mm-hmm. it does play a big part in this film. I love this town. Topisa, yeah. Alaska. The, the town the town was super cute. Topeka? No, no, that's Kansas. Oh. We're totally we're back at the continent or anyway. That's Kansas. Um so the town is super cute. From a technical side of things, we're running into some issues. Alright. So there's a blizzard at one point, four feet of snow, two feet of snow. One to two, he says. Right, but then later on in the film, they're like, oh, we got four feet of snow now. Mm. So it keeps increasing. The The snow, and you guys can't see this, but literally air quotes right now, the snow in the town square stays the same. Completely real. Yeah, completely completely real snow. Stays the same throughout the movie. And there's not a lot of it. Like all the, all the streets are clear, all the sidewalks are clear. There's not a lot of snow. So I was not buying this, this blizzard blowing through and I wish they had just not even mentioned the blizzard because it really kind of threw me off a little bit. Well, what you don't know about Tapisa mm-hmm. is that they have the best snow plowers yep. that anyone has ever seen. Okay. All right. Well, they um, work round the clock, mm-hmm. in that snow. I hear you. <laughs> off the streets. I feel you about that. Unfortunately, as someone you know, Stephanie is from Louisiana, so she hasn't had to experience. I know this all about snow. All about snow. <laughs> Um, growing up in, in Pennsylvania, I, I will tell you, it does not work like that. It takes a long time. And even when, if you plow the streets, there's these mounds everywhere. So a really, you know, a poor job of, of selling me on the snow. And Hallmark, you know, hardly ever does the, uh, a good job with the snow. But this one was especially poor in terms of a, a technical aspect for me. In terms of set design, I didn't buy it. I wish they had just never mentioned the blizzard to me. Well... I didn't mind the tops of blizzards or the snow. Even if the snow looks fake, it still makes me happy. Oh, yeah. Because I never get to experience snow, I'll take it in any form, real fake. Well, there was a scene where they're uh, doing the the snow angels. Mm. Super cute scene. You know, later on the film, Matt and uh, and Chess go out to make snow angels. And, you know, they kind of touch hands a little bit and both fall back and they're they're making it. And it, it does look good. I mean, they they kind of film it from the side so you don't see the actual angel taking place because I'm sure there's like green grass underneath that right away. Well, I think it was like a drone shot. Like it's an up, like aerial view shot. But they film it from the side and the snow actually looks good there. A lot of times they're using that sort of soapy stuff, which is just a mess. That totally takes me out of the film. Maybe it was just like a lot of powdered sugar. Sure, sure. They got... They went to the bakery and just started unloading powdered sugar everywhere. It looked ice. It looked like snow. So that was actually really cool to see them taking some special care to that. But have other... you have you made snow angels in your day? Uh, yeah, they're not they're not fun. I don't I don't know why people enjoy the snow angel. I'm not a not a fan. Well, it's a it's on my bucket list. Is it? Yeah. I guess we'll have to do that. <laughs> I'll watch you do it, and I'll. I think I've tried to make one in like Louisiana snow, which doesn't count no. because 
it wasn't enough to really get any sort of wingspan. No, no, sledding is a lot more fun than snow, snow angels in my opinion. Yeah. But no, so that really bothered me uh, from a technical standpoint. And they do the same thing with the truck. It looks like the truck has just been spray painted white. You know, this, this truck that they're driving around in is supposed to have snow all over it. It literally looks like it's been spray painted white. Um, and Matt never cleans the side of his windows, which is just dangerous. Just a really poor job. Well, he doesn't it. need to because they're just going to get full of snow again. Because there's blizzards. That's true. <laughs> Constant blizzards and moose. Um, he's so used to it. He's that good that he can just see through, through the dirty through the snow windows. So that, I mean, that really bothered me. I think that kind of set this movie back for me. It was just the the sort of the set design of the snow if there's all these blizzards going on. Well, you're going to have to buckle up, buddy, because <laughs> all of these movies were filmed not in snow. Oh, I know. I know. You're just going to... I don't know how you're not used to the fake snow by now. It's still bothered. It still gets to me. And it, even more so when they, they keep talking about a blizzard. So back to the town. Mm-hmm. I love the town. Okay. I think this Jingle Bell festival that they're having is very cute and i actually a lot of these films will have these sorts of festivals a lot of them yes (laughs) but i don't know if i can recall that they have such a unique backstory about the festivals like this one did yeah you know i think you're right and i think it was it was planned out well because it was the 66th annual jingle bell festival they they a few times, they make mention that it's the 66th one. Or is the 60th? No, it's the 66th. Okay. And even on the ornament at the end, it literally spells out 66. So I don't know if they had like an entire backstory for this, if this festival is real somewhere because... Well, I did a, I did a little digging. Okay. I couldn't find who the actual writer was for this They're film. hard to find for some reason. It's weird. But this movie is based off of a book. Okay. Called Jingle Bell Bride. Oh, so, so maybe that's why there was such detail for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. In, you know, speaking of the festival, it was super cute. With the little kids and their prospector <laughs> outfits. They, their kids are like on a stage and they're like telling the, the backstory of the festival. And it was adorable. Like usually these Did are their like... little fake beards. <laughs> fake beards, yeah. Usually these are done really poorly, but it was, it was adorable. It was super cute. And I was like, oh man, that was a really nice touch. They didn't have to do that scene. But they left it in and just really, it made it feel real. It made the yeah. town feel real and the festival feel more And real. I liked the idea behind it, how it tied in the, the flower mm-hmm. and everything. So yeah, I loved all of that. It definitely felt real to me. They were, you know, walking through the town. And it's such a small town, so everyone's chipping in and helping out. Well, that bothered me too, right? Because, oh, okay. well, I mean, I mean they, they talk about the town being so small. And how there's no Airbnb, there's no hotel, there's no motel. There's a ton of people in this town. Especially for a town in Alaska that has a big draw like this festival, you would think there would be some sort of inn somewhere. I did think that was a little strange, that they didn't have anything for tourists or guests. But I guess you wouldn't even think to go there unless you knew someone that lived there. Maybe maybe so, but even like the, the, the tree farm... There was a ton of people at that tree farm when they were getting their Christmas tree in the beginning. Like a ton of people. And so it just seems like this town is a lot bigger than what Matt was saying. And I was just very shocked there wasn't some sort of Airbnb. I mean, we, I guess we had to get her with Matt somehow. So. Yes, I found it strange when I was like, oh, obviously. So she, gets, she has to stay with his aunt. Mm-hmm. Great, by the way. He also lives. Yes, loved her. She's been in a few um, Hallmark movies as well. Love seeing her. She's a great grandmother aunt character. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, again, a a lot of times I think what what sells these movies are the side characters. And we've talked about them and and how they've kind of elevated this one up a little bit. Okay, let's get back to what we're really here for. (laughs) you guys, you guys aren't here to let me the describe the uh, the shots in this film. How how beautiful they are. Some people are, I'm sure. There are so many cute, sweet little moments in this film. I could just go on. I feel like every interaction with them mm-hmm. 
was it just kept it kept building it kept building it kept elevating the the chemistry between them so it was very believable to Mm -hmm. see them beginning to form this real connection Mm -hmm. and just little things when she her phone dies and she's looking for a charger and she can't get a charger and then he shows up surprises her with a charger just something so simple like that i thought was the cutest thing and she she's so excited and she just like gives him this huge hug and she jumps across the seat there in the truck yeah and that's (laughs) that's the first i think first touch touching we get between them and it felt real though it did yeah yeah that's what i'm saying is like all of these little interactions were very believable very realistic and genuine um, so it was great to see that continue to progress throughout the film. Do you have any? Yeah, I mean, my I have like so many notes over here, <laughs> just like cute little scenes between them. Um, but I mean, the I have that down the phone charger scene, the uh, the boutonniere scene when she puts the boutonniere on him, and I think he says like you smell good. Either he said I couldn't I couldn't decide if he says you smell good. Or this smells good. He says, you smell good. And the way he says it is so natural. Yeah. And so, like, it's I just like, you, like you smell good. Yeah. Like, just, oh, man. Gave me a little little feels there. Yeah. Um, so that was a really good scene. And also, even when they're not interacting, like when she decorates the tree with their family, with his family, uh, because his cousin, not his sister, his cousin comes with her, uh, her son and her husband. That interaction, when they're all decorating the tree... And she misses her sister, you know. But I thought that was great because you see her kind of getting to know him and how he fits into this role. And I love that too. Yes, I did love seeing her with his family. Especially there's a scene with his... I kept thinking it was his nephew, but if that's his cousin's child, then that's his cousin. The little boy. Yeah, if it's if it's his cousin's child it's also his cousin his second cousin anyways there's a cute little boy that's in it that's part of his family (laughs) and he's trying to learn how to play the piano and he can't he's like keeps tripping up or whatever so jess comes to help him and gives him a little tip and he it helps him and it i just think it was the cutest moment because i love seeing it just felt very realistic to me in that And I don't know about you, but when you're with someone or interested in someone, it's very important to see how they interact with your family. Right. And so, and I think he's like watching from afar, Mm -hmm. like seeing her interact with the little boy. And it was just so sweet because you want that. You want the person that you're interested in or the person that you're with to get along well with your family, but also to share in little moments with them that are special and I just thought that was really touching. Yeah, that was that was a great scene. Um, especially when she's so focused on work, you want to make sure that she can make time for family moments and, and she does. She does. And there was even a scene where he gives her a rose and I think it was I think it was at the dance. I'm not sure exactly where it was, mm-hmm. but he hands her a rose and Matt swallows nervously as he hands it to her. So again, a little detail like that makes it so real and why Matt is going to be my number one Hallmark actor this season. He does give her a lot of far off glances mm-hmm. that he's just like watching little, her. Little nonverbal cues. Little yes, non-verbal and cues. he's just staring at her so lovingly. It's so believable. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, it's great. I mean, we, we could go on about all these little moments, but honestly, you should, you guys should see it for yourself because... Oh, when they get asked, this is one of my favorite scenes, when the aunt thinks they're together, or someone thinks they're together, or is it the cousin? (laughs) One of them says something like, oh, well, how long have you two been together? And this has happened before in a movie where they, people think they're together, and they're like, oh, no, you know, no. But for whatever reason, this this particular one was so funny to me. We We both were laughing. We were cracking up laughing the way he's just like, oh, definitely not. And it was her reaction, like you were talking about earlier with her facial expressions. Mm -hmm. It was so priceless. The look she gives him is just like, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Why definitely? And then him trying to recover, it was was so perfect. It was great. And, you know, it was such like, 
these are often, I almost call them like throwaway scenes where you know it's going to happen and they're just kind of, you know, gone through. But both of these actors put, you know, the time and energy into sell this scene beautifully. And again, it goes to that, it goes to the writing. But yeah, that is one of my favorite scenes. I mean, the airport, anything that happens at the airport <laughs> and that and that scene there, super cute, super adorable. And they're both amazing in this. Mm-hmm. You know, but that that is not to say that while there was a lot of great things about this film, we do have some technical issues. Uh, I think this was one of the worst sound mixing movies mm. I've seen in, in a minute. Uh, it was very hard to hear. Anytime they were outside, um, the crowd noises or the background noise was always higher than the vocals. And so it just was very hard to hear. We had to rewind at one point because we missed something. Um, so just not the best sound mixing. And, you know, just it was a technical blip, you know? Yeah, I don't know what was going on, but I, I mean, I agreed because we both were like, I was, I kept saying, wait, what did they say? Mm-hmm. It was like the no, the background noise was louder yeah. than their voices. It was, it happened at the very beginning of the movie. Yes. So it was any sort of scene where there was a lot of background noise. It was very hard to hear them talk. So I don't know what happened there, but. Well, I mean, and there was, and there was even a, a, a dub mix, a misstep too, where it cut off before she was done speaking. So they probably went back and recorded some audio. That was in the airport. Yeah, scene. that was in the airport. The one bad thing about the airport. But no, they probably re, uh, just re-recorded certain things and just failed to lower the background noise uh, enough so that the, the voices can carry over. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a technical mishap, but it was noticeable. Like I said, we had to rewind a few times. Yeah, I mean, it didn't ruin the movie no no it didn't ruin the movie but it was just annoying it's like come on this is it's a small thing yeah it happens a few times Mm -hmm. um and then the other thing was it the uh, aurora borealis no i was gonna get this uh the other thing uh the other thing that i thought was weird technically and this goes back to my snow comment the the snowman building festival which is a great idea so fake (laughs) i heard you make an audible noise for that uh, scene, but I didn't know what was going on with you internally, and I saw you jotting stuff down, so I was like, well, I'll wait scr- for the scrib- Scribbling furiously. I'll wait for the podcast to see what's going on there. Just just fake snowmen. I mean, I think they were... You didn't just... think those looked like real snowmen? <laughs> yeah, no, did not. They're definitely styrofoam. It was. It breaks Is my that heart. not how you do snowmen? Yeah, you just, just take some styrofoam outside. Throw and... some powdered sugar over <laughs> styrofoam. So that, I mean, that was a big bummer because it, it was a cute scene. Well, okay, Mr. Snow Expert, yeah. I didn't even notice, so I am I was fine with it. Okay. It didn't seem fake to me. Really? But I don't <laughs> have a lot of experience with snow. If it <laughs> looks white and fluffy, I'm good. I believe it. That's a real snowman. That's what, no, it was, it was, a, that was just a little annoying. Uh, a little small detail for me that I didn't really like. And then some color grading issues where... I think they were having a hard time balancing the color between the blues and the yellows. We've talked about this before. It wasn't as pronounced as some of the earlier films, like um, Follow Me to Daisy Hills, where it was just all over the place. But there were a few scenes where we saw some color issues and a lot of blown out highlights too. So, you know, just some small technical things. Again, doesn't ruin the film, but it does kind of take me out of the film when I see those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, one thing that could take you back in would be... The Aurora Borealis scene. Okay. I've got something to say about that. So do I. Okay, let's... let's, you, let's you do first. You do you want to say it uh, at the same time? No. No. <laughs> That's going to be awful. <laughs> we have no idea. Too many things. So, first of all... Okay, this movie takes place in Alaska. Yeah. They, of course, they're going to have an Aurora Borealis scene. Yeah, most of the times they do, yeah. Yes. I wasn't expecting it, but when I saw it coming, I was like, okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. And I'm always anxious to see what they're going to show. Okay. What their northern lights is going to look like. Right. Don't get me wrong. I loved this scene. But, obviously... They weren't really watching the Northern Lights. We're not sure about that. We're not, we're not sure. They could have flown them up just for this scene. But when I was watching it, I was like, I'm pretty sure. Now, we might have to go back to the, the tape of watch uh, the... There is a CCB movie where she's in Alaska uh-huh. as a doctor. 
I love that movie. It's pretty good. But they have an Aurora Borealis scene, which I love that scene as well. I'm pretty sure they just use the same the same clip. You want to, you want to do a side by side? We should side by side comparison. Uh, yeah, no, I mean the Aurora Borealis scene. Okay, so yes, fine. It looked fake. You know, you can't get around that. I think you might be right. It might have been the same B-roll footage from CCB. They did a nice job though, and I'll give I'll give them props on a few things for this scene. The first one is they had the lights on the characters' faces match what was happening in the sky. So when it was green, they were shot with a green light. looked really nice. You know, made the effect more realistic. And also, this was the only time in the movie where we see their breath. And a lot of times, towards the end of these Hallmark films, we'll start seeing characters' breath because it gets closer and closer to you know winter, actual winter. Mm-hmm. And so it adds a nice little touch of realism because they're always talking about how cold they are. And until you see their breath, you're like, okay, now I get it. So I like seeing their breath because it made me think they were cold. It made me feel cold when I watched it. And I like that they actually lit the characters with the lights. Um, other than that, you know, and I was disappointed we didn't get a kiss. Well, actually, I wasn't because okay. they have, I know this is going to sound ridiculous, there is a shoulder nudge <laughs> to me was just as special as a kiss would have been. Whoa, if not more. Whoa, a shoulder nudge. It was the cutest little, this little, you can't see me, but I'm like doing little <laughs> She's doing a shoulder nudge, guys. <laughs> a little shoulder nudge. And I just thought it was so precious. Does she do it to him? Or does he he do it? does it to her, but she think, kind I, of like leans in. Yeah. And it just was so innocent and so cute. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And we do get the scene on the porch where he's like walking away and stuff. And that was cute when he drops her off back at home. Yeah. And again, you're thinking there might be a kiss, but I was okay with it not happening for whatever reason. I know I always love the before yeah. end kisses, but this felt so believable because I, I just think it just helped to have that the much more build up. Yeah. yeah. That they still were kind of unsure. They were still feeling it out, a little nervous about it. Mm-hmm. So I liked that. It was that kind of like awkward goodbye. It just felt real okay. to me. No, I, I think I think I agree with you. Well, let's let's talk about sort of you know as their romance does progress. Let's talk about the end of this film. Let's talk about the actual jingle bell ball because of course there has to be a jingle bell ball in these festivals. There's always a dance. So let's talk about that, and then let's talk about the conflict because you guys know I'm huge on conflict in these films, and then the the ending there. So what did you think of the Jingle Bell Ball and what took place there? Well, no shocker here. I loved it. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I have to say, the decorations in this movie, wonderful. Yep. Sometimes, and I'm ashamed to say it, sometimes it is a little overboard. And I don't want to say that going overboard on Christmas is possible, but I think it's like the way it's done and maybe some of the decorations they use. Where it feels staged instead of... Real, yeah. yeah. So there were a lot of decorations in this movie, but it was very real. well done. It was real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And beautiful. Yes. I was like, I want Aunt Mary to decorate my house. <laughs> Get her over here. Get her over here. Um, I loved the, on the, the end of the bed. Where the Jingle Bell Ball? I know. I'm sorry. We're back, I'm going we're... off to the decorations of Aunt Mary. Okay. So back in Aunt Mary's house. Where she has the... The garland? Was there garland? The garland. Okay. Yes. I couldn't think of the word. On the end of the bed. I just thought that was really cute. Made me want to do that. Well, let me, let me just drop a little something. Because my second favorite scene in this film... Drop it. ...was in the bed. And when they first meet each other... It's a wide shot, far back in the room. It's the only time we get this angle in the room, the whole entire movie. And you see her on one side of the bed. You see him on the other side of the bed. It's lit beautifully. You've got all these Christmas lights around them. My second favorite shot scene in this film. I actually did know. I really liked that scene. Yeah, it was great because it was another artistic shot. A lot of times in these movies, you don't get these nice artsy shots or they hold them back as much as possible. It's more traditional, you know, over the, over the shoulder kind of back and forth shots. This was done very well. So Aunt Mary's... Oh, by the way, the guest bedroom had a, had a tree, too. Yeah, where she stayed. Yeah, like, crazy. Her room was amazing. Yeah, her, her room. That room specifically. That's what got me. That room, that yeah. room, I was like, Christmas, here I come. Yeah. I was so excited Yeah, her room to was awesome. That. 
So back to the jingle bell ball. Back to the which was did done. Did they mostly. call it a ball or it was just a dance? Am I just call, am I just alliterating? I have to, nah. It might be a jingle bell. You're cute. You're wanting to like spice it up that it was like a ball. This isn't a royal <laughs> Christmas movie. We'll get to those. <laughs> we'll get sure, to we'll those. Yeah. So the jingle bell hoedown. <laughs> it was. Very cute, mm-hmm. you know. She doesn't have anything to wear, and her cousin, cousin the her, cousin, Matt's cousin, and aunt. Ha- has something for her. Anyway, she walks in. She looks great. Matt looks at her, and it's wonderful. But my favorite thing about the dance were the cutout Christmas trees that they had against the wall. And it was this little thing that they do where they write a wish. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a wish that they have. Christmas wish, probably. Christmas wish. They attach it with a tag onto the Jingle Bell flower with a rose also. Which Did I miss something with the I, rose? I, I, I didn't see anything, yeah. Okay. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. But then they put them in these little mason jars onto the shelves that are inside of these Christmas tree cutouts. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm painting a good picture here for you, but it's all aglow. Mm-hmm. And it was the most magical thing. <laughs> I was like, that is beautiful. And I decided that we're going to have something like that <laughs> at our wedding. Okay. So I'm telling you now on this podcast... I want something like that at our wedding. Okay, so Christmas tree cutouts with jingle bell flowers. So I guess we have to have a Christmas wedding. I guess we have to have a Christmas wedding then. All right, so... You heard it here first. Yep. So I liked I liked the idea of it a lot. Wasn't it so beautiful? It was, it was I just didn't like the cutouts. I wasn't feeling the cutouts. So I liked the mason jar. I liked the wish in there. I love the flowers inside of it. I thought that was absolutely adorable. I just wish they weren't... They almost looked like those like... Cutouts that you'll see at Target and everything. I just didn't see them as, well, as special. We so. can... We'll spice it up. We can... We'll spice it up. Yeah, make it our own. But, but it was a, it was a cute scene. I enjoyed that. How did you feel about it? Well, I, I like the Jingle Bell Ball hoedown. Hoedown dance. Hoedown dance. Um, I loved the establishing shot for this, this ball dance was, you know, a few uh, Adirondack chairs outside of a, a fire pit and you see people going into like the, the dance hall or what have you. Beautifully, beautifully shot. I wish people were actually sitting in the chairs. They never actually sit down in the chairs. I kind well, of bummed me out. It was a hoedown, so they... Well, you might, you might hang out outside by the fire pit. I don't know. But no, it was super cute. The only thing I didn't like was, you know, at the end. I did like their dance a lot. I mean, the whole thing, the interaction, as we've said, these guys are great together. The one thing I didn't like was when she left, you know, and... Um, then he comes back in and ruins the dance for everybody else by getting them to fly them home. Yeah, Captain Jack was ready to finally... Yeah, he was about to close the deal. Yeah. He was about to close the deal. And, and Matt comes in and ruins ruined. it. Yeah. But I will say, um, just kind of going off of that into the conflict of the film, I like that you know she's upset because of what's happening back in New York. Which, can we just say, I like completely forget that she's a wedding planner throughout yeah. this movie. I'm so in... That her being right. in this town and with this family, like I honestly just forget why she's even. There. That's why whenever we go back to her evil coworker, I'm so bored. I'm so angry. It's like I don't care. I don't care about her job. That actress though did play that part very oh well because she really I didn't like her. No, I didn't like her at all. Okay. I'm sure she's a lovely woman, but yeah. I did not like her. I did not like her. And they do. They. I will give this film props because they don't do the text message in the corner. They don't have the text messages just come up. There's actually a, sh- a scene where they actually shoot the phone, where they're above it, and they kind of zoom in to see the person calling. So props to them for doing that. But let's just stay away from New York for this film. Because um, anytime we go back, I'm like, I don't care. Let's get back to Matt and Jess. You know, let's, let's see the romance blossom. So that, I didn't like that they left. But that's funny that you say that because they end up in New York. And in New York, yeah. Which is very unique for Hallmark. Usually, as you guys know, if you've watched these movies... They always end up in the small town. You think she's going to give up her job and come live in the small town. It doesn't happen. Matt comes to New York, takes up teaching again, and they actually have a great romance in the city, apparently. So I like that. That was different. The conflict- Yeah, it didn't make sense for her to move to the Right, it didn't town. make sense. And the conflict made sense. It didn't feel forced at all. 
She's literally upset. Uh, she gets mad at Matt. And that felt real too when she's upset with him because she's still upset about losing her job. All of that felt very natural for the flow of the film. and it, But it wasn't even like a... Re- like. They have that little bitty tiff, but she's not really mad. Right, at no, him. no, like, exactly. And that and that's great. And I've made a point to say that I hate when they force it. And they didn't force it now, and that made it work. I don't like how Matt gets to New York in the blink of an eye right behind her. Uh, I will say, though, even though that seems a little unusual, that he's like right behind her at the end of the film, super cute. Like I was like, I think I remember you on an audible gasp when you saw him behind her. Yes, I gasped. Because I don't think I realized we were at like the end end of the movie. Yeah. She goes back to, you know, close the wedding deal and everything. And then he's just there. So I was not expecting that. I think that's why I was surprised. So I was just like Matt. <gasps> <laughs> and I loved it. But let's let's get into this ending. Okay. First. So I like that they wrap up the bride because she's kind of you know, a, a bit of a bridezilla. She makes her wedding planner fly all the way out to, I guess it's the boss who makes her fly all the way out to Alaska. Um, so that made her feel a little, little bit more human. I didn't care to see the wedding. I, I don't think we needed to see the wedding. It would have been fine if they just had Matt and her at the end. Like, they didn't need to wrap that up. Fun fact. Apparently, they that was a real-life couple, or bride and groom. The, oh. Her and the guy that get married, they were like, where did you, a real life couple. Where'd you find that out? Google. <laughs> well, fun fact. That is, that, is, that, is, that is literally a fun fact. The ending felt a little rushed to me. I wish we could have gotten a little bit more with them together. I did like that he snuck up on her. I thought it was really cute. Uh, the end kiss, not not the best. You know, it was fine. Wah, wah. Yeah, I she didn't <laughs> like it. Uh, after we come out of, you know, was it Sweet Autumn with those those kisses, with those... Those veterans there, they know how to kiss. This one was a little lackluster, uh, so that was kind of disappointing. Well, but... here, here, I'm not. I'm sure Matt knows how to kiss. <laughs> okay. But that in that in kiss was very disappointing. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think the um, follow me to Daisy Hills kiss was worse than this one, or do you think this one? How do you feel about it? How would you rank this kiss into the films we've seen? I know we're going back to Autumn. Maybe about the same? Yeah, about the same. It was just there. Yeah. I didn't feel like their chemistry throughout the whole movie was so great. You're, It's all of this build up. And that's why when I say that, yes, all of these movies have happy endings, but sometimes the ending just doesn't hold up for me in the way that I want it to. I, I mean, I have high expectations. And so I'm thinking, oh my gosh, he comes all this way. You're, I'm so happy to see him. I felt like I was more excited to see him it's than true. she was. <laughs> she was just like, what are you doing here? Yeah. You know? And and then, then the kiss, yeah, it just felt, like you said, it felt rushed. It just felt kind of, it felt like they had been kissing forever. It was just like a like this nonchalant a, kiss. Like the seventh take, maybe they're a little tired. It didn't feel like a first kiss. Okay. And especially since we've had the chemistry just be, uh, you know, off the charts the whole thing. I, I 100% agree with you. And the way they just walk off. Into New York City together. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, so how's everyone doing? Like it just, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I, yes, 100% agree. I think the kiss could have been a lot better. I would have maybe liked to see a time jump. Or something to see them living in the city and together. I, and, I, and I said that to you. I said, um, I bet you what they're going to do is they're going to do like a one year later, and we see them return to Alaska to hang out with the aunt and do the something that would have been great. Yeah, but no, I think the ending felt rushed, and I think it's because they spent too much time in New York in this film and it ran out of time. Because I was confused when they start walking off and then the credits start rolling. I was like, okay, yeah. I guess that's it. But to me, the ending is when we see him behind her. And that's where this film ends for me because it was a great, a great shot. Because I wasn't expecting him to be behind her. It was awesome. No, I did. I loved it. Yeah, up and until then, then. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I would have liked to see a little bit more, but it didn't ruin the whole movie for no. me. Obviously, this still was a great film that I very much enjoyed. I think this was an excellent way to kick off Countdown to Christmas. Really, this few minor issues here and there. A lot of them on the technical side, honestly. 
I think the actors were great. You know? Yeah, I honestly feel like everyone that had a part in this film did a great job. So the fact that this movie made me want to get on my Christmas decorations before Halloween says all you need to know. If this movie came on, I would definitely watch it again. I might even look for it, pop it on a little bit. Whoa. I know, I know. It's I, I really enjoyed this. I mean, I would just love to see like a sequel. Let's see how oh. Jess and Matt are doing in the big city. Although I know you don't want to go back to New York, but... Yeah, that's a, a sequel. They, it's rare we get a sequel. I would love to see a sequel. Oh, maybe the sequel will be when she is the Jingle Bell Bride. Oh. Oh. Giving like Hallmark it. some ideas. Yeah, yeah. We might as well just write this. Let's just write this up. Oh my God, we should. <laughs> we should. <laughs> great film. Great way to kick off Countdown to Christmas. More like this, please. Great job going back to the city too to end things off. And yeah, just all around great film. Yeah, we, this definitely has us excited for the rest, for what's to come. Mm-hmm. And we hope you guys stick around and follow along. We'll be doing every Countdown to Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, and we then <laughs> I think we're going to try to do a bonus episode every week from one of the movies and mysteries. We're going to try. We're definitely going <laughs> to try. Because I know there's some, there's definitely a few that I really and there, see. And there are, yeah, there are some movies and mystery ones that we both, I think, we want to see. And some of our, our top movies have been from movies and mysteries. So you're a little more serious, true. you know. Um, I'm thinking of the soldier one with our guy from Buffy last year that was an excellent one that was movies and mysteries mm, yes so we will put put some movies and mysteries in here but thank you guys so much for listening thank you for following along again you can find us on apple podcasts spotify spotify instagram twitter we do some live tweets so follow along and join us yes make sure you subscribe on either apple or spotify and leave us a comment or a rating let us know how we're doing if you have any thoughts mm-hmm. um or comments We appreciate the feedback. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thanks.